you know, zero to hero, as I always say, like, it's pretty rewarding, you know, all the businesses come back and say, man, you know, knowing, you know, what the Wellington NZ does on the regional business partner network really changed, changed my business and my focus, and, and now, look, we're flying, so, yeah. That was James Benny, the business growth manager at Wellington NZ, and on this episode, we talk about how an economic development agency can help your SME some of the awesome funding options out there that you may not know about that you can easily tap into, advice for small business owners, and some of the brands and businesses that James helped develop and founded on his way to becoming the business growth manager at Wellington NZ. Welcome to the New Zealand Small Business and Entrepreneur Festival podcast delivered to you by the good team at DHL. Kia man. How are you? Kia ora. How, how are you going? All good? I'm doing very well. I've, I've already said that you're based down in Wellington. Um, I'm up in Rotorua. We're in the middle of June. No, the end of June um, um, 2022. What's the weather like down your way today? Uh, usual. A uh, bit of wind. Uh, <laughs> a bit of cloud, you know what it's like. So, yeah, not too bad. Um, end of the financial year at work as well. So, trying to get a few things out of the door. That's right, it's the 30th of June at the time of the recording, so a lot of fiscal years finishes finish on the end of June. Um, not mine, mine's March, so it's, I'm, I'm cruising. <laughs> That's good. Um, I like to start the podcast with the same question each time, and that question is, what was your first ever job that you ever got any sort of money for? And that could be from your parents as well. And then if you could just maybe just walk us through or talk us through, sorry, um, your your professional origin let's say and what you did at university if you went to university and then and then your career and where you are now and what you do so so first job um was with my parents so my parents had restaurants so mm. pretty much hospitality child so they had restaurants up on the carpety coast uh and a bar up there and then a wedding venue so basically every time i come home from primary school i'd be straight into straight into the office there and then uh, watching tv then started Sort of making drinks behind the bar and things like that, and then then just running running plates. Um, they had like 120 seats. It was like a big like retro buffet restaurant. Mm, it was actually cool. it was actually called Benny's Benny's Bistro. Mm. Um, mm. So that's that was in the family for a while. Then a wedding venue. Uh, went off to college uh, for boarding school in Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just said you can't sit in the restaurant all day after school. Uh, so <laughs> go and live with your mates. So went down to to Nelson there. So that was the, sort of the first gig. Um, so yeah, as I said, been a bit of a hospitality child. So hospitality, most of uh, you know, in the early careers, um, hitting up restaurants and stuff like that. So I opened a, a pretty famous restaurant in Wellington called Monsoon Poon um, with the guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I was there managing there for seven years. Uh, with what's the uh, firecracker chicken or something? Yeah, is it yeah. chicken club? You know, so how many plates you can eat and things like that. <laughs> So yeah, sort of cutting my cutting my teeth in the restaurant industry there. So you know, Monsoon Poon, shed five restaurants still around, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, hit overseas, came back, and then um, yeah, just loved the industry, and and I basically got into the hospitality training game. So my father had a small training business um, mm-hmm. in Wellington, just in Wellington to do with liquor licensing and stuff like that. So he kept hounding me, oh come on, when you're ready, take this over, take this over, let's go. So. Yeah, so I took that over and we grew that. And I sort of grew that. He stepped back straight away. It was quite funny. He was like, yoink, there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, what do I do? You know, so mm-hmm. we were NZQA approved and things like that as well. So it was quite a 
hard mm. regulation. We specialised in the liquor licensing, did duty managers courses, and then oh, I sort, oh, yep. yeah, and I sort of got into the consulting side. So winning went into restaurants and sort of I uh, did these things called power hours. So sitting down with the team, upskilling them on service, host responsibility, how to make more money at the table, and things like that. So yeah, had that for twelve years. Um, oh, yep. so grew that to Auckland, Wellington, and Christchurch. I jumped off the tools kind of thing and then worked on the business as you do. Mm -hmm. so we did that, exited in 2019. Um, and then I good timing. Yeah, overlap of that. I was like, I've never been in the corporate space before. So mm -hmm. uh, I went to actually and got a role at Wellington NZ and um, where I'm at now, I did a role doing training and development. So mm -hmm. implementing, you know, digital systems and training and online stuff and things like that. Got into employee experience as well, which I really liked. Uh, and then moved into the business growth role. In between that, I had a uh, another business. Uh, I had a clothing company. Mm -hmm. I had a lifestyle clothing company for the fishing industry, so it's a coastal life. So me and my buddy Felix, we were like, man, what do we wear at our age, you know, out <laughs> in town? You know, I can't wear Billabong and Ripkill because I'm not really ripping it up on the waves. <laughs> um, so we created our own little brand called Slack Tide. Um, we had that for nice. three years. Um, yeah, and like just, the, yeah, like the name, yeah, that's a cool name. I do a lot of fishing, so yeah, and, yeah, and so a lot of people don't know slack tides in between yeah. high tide and low tide. So mm. once they let that, they're like, Oh, that's quite cool. So mm. we did hoodies, jackets, beanies, and things like that. And uh, we had that for three years. And then one of our, our customers said, Hey, what's the plan with it? And we got quite busy. Felix bought a fishing shop, I went full time at Wellington NZ. So and then we sold that on after three years. So yeah, now I'm at Wellington NZ as a business growth manager, as you said. So basically helping helping businesses grow. I see about 80 businesses a year, it's all SMEs pretty much, under 50 FTE. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just helping them build capability. So I, I'm going to ask this question. I said I wasn't going, but I'm going to do it anyway because <laughs> I like to throw spanners in the works. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about brand. Um, and, and, you, and like the, the reason why I'm going to ask is anyway, because you've already created a brand. So Slack Tide, that's awesome. I love it. And you exited out of that one as well. There's some real cool um, fishing ones around. There's one, a couple around that I really like. One called Dissolve, um, which is oh, a real yeah. cool one. Um, they're doing things. I've, um, and there's, oh, there's Salty Crew and those sorts of ones too, but they're more like just T-shirts with, with branding on them. They're not um, specific to, but anyway, so I, do, I digress. Um, yeah, what, <laughs> what brand has been uh, or has had the biggest impact on you um, in your life? Huge question. <laughs> that was one of the ones I was sort of struggling with. Um, so my answer is going to be, I don't have one brand, you know, like most people are saying. I think it's majority of the businesses that I meet, have I have these little hero moments when I'm just talking about building their capability and, and what they're doing. And, and I'm just meeting like really intelligent people who do some really cool shit, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that's I think that's just as inspiring. Every sort of day I'm meeting, you know, every week I'm meeting businesses and and when they go, this is why, this is my why, this is why they do it. And I think I think that really, really touched home on on that. So just everything from scientists to people, you know, creating sunscreens to making, you know, vegan donuts, you know what I mean? And it's it's things just like, what's their why and then why are they doing it? That sort of, you know, for me, makes a real impact. And then that helps my learning and growing as I now advise businesses and what we're doing in, in today's market, that just really keeps me going. But it was funny that you just mentioned a few of those um, clothing companies in the fishing industry, but one that I really, really love and they just kill it in the market is 
There's a business called Just Another Fisherman. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's high-end, you know, all wear for everything. So you can fish in it. They've got outdoor wear, but also they've just got, you know, tops like this and things like that that are just just so cool. Uh, based out of Auckland, they've got a few oh, shops, yeah. one in Commercial mm -hmm. Bay, um, big online presence. But they're just stuff that's very thought, thought, thought through. And, and the whole, you know, when we talk about branding, it's all aligned in every area. So it's bringing in the old school, what we call salty, salty dog fishermen. Salty you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Bringing into the new school. So there's a lot of plaid and a lot of check and things like that. But the attention to detail was really big. So I'm a big attention to detail guy. You know, when we had slack tide, it was like, okay, what are the, you know, the woven little pit labels going to look like? You know, mm. I was like, when we, when we've got a fisherman's beanie, and I want to flip it up. Can the you know can the logo be reversed on both sides? Oh, yeah, that is good. That's you know what I mean? logo. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so things like that. So yeah, not one brand, but you know, um, you're just multiple. Just and I'm a big I'm a big supporter of New Zealand businesses. You know, taking them to the world and and seeing what they do. You know, like all birds mm. is going to be a massive success story as well. Um, mm -hmm. New Zealand. So yeah, there you go. That, yeah, all birds have just pumped out a new product, um, underwear. Yeah, which, yep. which is which is good. Keep the saw they've got Lindsay Lohan, I think, doing a bit of rep ambassador oh, really? on an ad yeah. Yeah, mm. the other day. So. Yeah, well, that, that they've um, had some really good brand ambassadors accidentally too. I saw Barack Obama went to a, um, a, a NBA game wearing some all birds. So like. Yeah. You can't pay for that, literally. It's, yeah. It was when he, he was the president as well. So it's like, wow, that's some. <laughs> that's good. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll screenshot that. Um, the the fishing brand that I sort of um, like to um, follow a little bit is one called. It's, it's out of Burley Heads, actually, in, in in Australia, called the Mad Hueys. Oh yeah, Mad Hueys. Yeah, because they're a bunch Very of like, you know, <laughs> yeah, get the dogs and get the big flatties and. You yeah, know that. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a bunch of um, lunatics who yeah. fish hard, really, really, really high level service. So Mick Fanning's part of the Mad Hueys and the Dorrington Brothers and things like that. And I just like it just because the story behind the some of the some of the sort of like the jackass sort of stunts that they do as well. It's, it's just funny, and I just think it's quite cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So I wear. I've got a lot of Mad Huey stuff just because of that. Um, so I thought I might just roll into um, to your work at the, as a business growth manager for the Economic Development Agency at Wellington Trading as or, or better more known as Wellington NZ. What would be your definition of an economic development agency? So economic development agency. So there's one, in, you know, just always a bit of a spiel. There's one in each sort of city, and it's all about you know promoting that city. Um, for multiple facets. So oh, we always like to talk about to come and live here, play here and work here. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we're all about, you know, our taglines, you know, making Wellington wildly famous. So everything from marketing for inbound destinations and people coming in uh, or coming for the weekend and stuff like that. So we have a whole marketing department. Uh, we've got a business growth team, which I'm in. So supporting businesses in the region to flourish. Um, We've got a study, so bringing people over here to study at Vic Uni and things like that. Um, tourism team, helping those tourism, tourism operators when the cruise ships come here, they can do their best thing. Uh, and we've got a screen section. So anybody coming to film movies here, we've mm. got screen permitting and things like that. So anything you want to film in Wellington, you've got to get a permit, you come through us. But it's just facilitating all of those connections like 
what makes your city cool and what makes Wellington different, come here and just grow and, and be vibrant, basically, in a nutshell. Mm. So in the growth management manager or, or, or the team that you're in or, or lead, how do you support businesses in in your your area? Is it the is it the Greater Wellington area, like the, up to um, upper hut past there as well, or, yeah. or how far how far do you go? So we're all about the Wellington regions, of course. We go as far as Castle Point on the east and Ortaki oh, wow. on the west. So yeah. all all of that area is there. So basically, as a business growth manager, uh, as I said, I'm meeting roughly about eighty businesses a year. Okay, mm -hmm. so. When they sort of get to me to my level, they're they're sort of a you know established business. Doesn't have to be huge, but they're trading, they're getting up and running, they're turning some money over, and they want to grow. Um, mm -hmm. So I can sort of I, I basically meet them, and we're gonna we'll just work out what areas of support that they need. So things you know it's everything to do with enhancing their capabilities. So with the funding from our funding comes from MB, it's called the Regional Business Partner Network. So we're looking at funding training courses, um, business coaches, digital agencies of strategy, anything to do with knowledge transfer, that, that's where we come in. So it's not about just coming to us for dollars and people do stuff for you. It's about implementing training. So you can do it yourself in your business and mm -hmm. then it goes through the roof in that area. So that's kind of in a nutshell how, how it happens. So it's all walks of life and all different industries. Um, they just apply, apply through the website and then they start talking to our team. We sort of see what what level they're at, whether you know they're very very startup idea or part time in it and things like that, or there's other other places um, like Rebel Business School and Business Mentors New Zealand and things like that, that that don't cost cost very much. And then they come through to us for more structured support. Do you think there's a high level of awareness from businesses around the country about the role of the economic development agency or the business growth sort of teams? No, being realistic, no. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of businesses out there don't know where to go for support, mm. don't even get any support, don't know where to go, you know what I mean? They might know about their local chamber and things like that, but some people don't even... Some people know the EDAs exist, but maybe not the business growth function of mm. it. Or the regional business partner network that there could be some co-funding available to actually and help you grow so that's always a bit of a, a battle you know in the eda life as well because we're marketing a lot as well come to wellington and sometimes mm. those early businesses just don't know where to go so it's a referral network as well you know other businesses mm. that i've had on my portfolio they all talk to each other hey go and talk to wellington nz or james and things like that so yeah and because we're a little bit bigger as well, so other other regions are quite smaller, so they might really know that the, the services are there as well. Mm. Yeah. So you've mentioned the the name Regional Partner Business Network a couple of times. Can you explain what that actually is? So the Regional Business Partner Network is uh, a basically a body of work where MB gives us some gives each region in New Zealand um, who who want to implement the contract basically some cash to support SMEs. So everybody from sort of one to two FTEs up to 50 that want to grow and enhance their knowledge and employ staff and things like that. And there's a there's a pool of money and it's what we, it's called building capability and it's a 50-50 buy-in. So basically if someone comes to me and goes, James, I want a business coach and it's going to be $5,000, great, have a chat. 
And there's like we've got a whole list of basically it's a matchmaking service, a whole lot of providers there on the network who have been vetted on the network uh, and accredited with MB mm-hmm. that we can sort of work. So I come along and go, yep, great. Here's two to three businessmen, business coaches. Go and meet them on your on your own terms and find the fit. So it's all about the fit because basically that business is putting in their money as well. So we find mm-hmm. the fit. They say, great. You know, that business coach is awesome for me. I think we're going to do a body of work together. This is great. I'm happy to go ahead. Then if the cost is $5,000, I pay two and a half, and then they pay two and a half. So the thing is, with that investment from the business as well, it's, it's a, okay, I'm invested. They're going to do mm. it. You know yeah. what I mean? We did do some, you know, COVID um, transition funding and stuff that Jacinda pumped out there, and that was 100%. Um, mm-hmm. That was obviously in COVID times, but it's never uh, works as good when it's 100% with the with the dedication and buy-in from businesses because otherwise you're like oh actually i don't need to go or something like that so mm. yeah some really good results and you know watching businesses go from you know zero to hero as i always say like it's pretty rewarding you know all the businesses come back and say man you know knowing you know what the wellington nz does and the regional business partner network really changed changed my business and my focus and and now look we're flying so yeah, yeah. So I tapped into the, the, the that network um, up here in Otsuroa, yeah. uh, and the way that I used it was the 50-50 partnership with a business mentor through Icehouse, and oh, yeah. um, ja- Jamie Brock, if you're listening, I'm sure you are, um, Kyoto, yeah. thank you, um, <laughs> go, go, go and check him out if you, if, if, if um, you need some, um, he calls it the helicopter view of looking at your business from a 50,000 um, foot view rather than being in the detail or in the weeds. Sometimes people call it all the time. You sometimes just got to have a think about grow, working on your business then, then in your business. <clears throat> um, how could a business out there who you may not, I'm not sure if you know this answer or not, um, who's thinking, oh, well, I should be on that RPBB and whatever the acronym is. I would like to be on that as an option to be part of it so that they could opt into working with them like a digital marketing agency or xyz whatever they might be um how do they apply to be on that um, approved list of people so basically uh as simple as regionalbusinesspartner.co.nz yep uh, google stuff like that and then basically on on the landing page there should be a, a a big blue button that says basically register my business for support so as soon as you do that you put in your details you get you know nzbn and some basic operational details and then actually it picks up on where your business is registered and it mm-hmm. fires to the local eda mm-hmm. or the local sorry not not always edas but the local person who has the contract for the army yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah kind of thing so that for us will go to my colleague mariana and goes bing there you go cool and then she has a you know friendly chat and, and figures out where they are out in, at in business uh, and then and then it comes through to someone like me or sometimes you know straight to a, a business growth manager and they have a chat about their business and then it gets going it's, you know it's quite easy are there any other funding options out there that businesses are, may have no awareness of that they could um tap into rather than just that 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 um partnership yes i'm not really knowledgeable in a lot uh, there's a few marty ones as well kind of mm-hmm. uh, tapping into but yeah because i'm so entrenched in the rbp um i wouldn't know what they are off the top of my head and things like that but it's but it's a good start to talking to your to your local RBP business growth mm. manager, and then going from there. Um, and there's always bigger stuff like Callahan, of course. You know, we do a bit with Callahan and innovation, 
Again, if yep. you're doing R&D and something is, you know, drastically different or cutting edge, and definitely there's there's funds there um, that some of my colleagues and generally somebody um, at Callahan helps you along the way with that process. And so basically, if you think you're doing something cutting edge that's different and you want to do research and development, just reach out and just to find out if it is or is mm. it done before and things like that. So, yeah, there's always little pots of money out there somewhere. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I was just having a chat with um um someone from he just set up a company oh they're three years in now and they got some funding from mpi in regards to how to work out the the proper labeling when you're starting up a new product and things like that so the, like you say there are different government organizations whether so when you're saying mb so it's the ministry of business innovation and employment mbi yeah um, business innovation and employment so maybe jump on their website there's a lot of actual wicked tools on there as well um, even um, employment contracts, everything, like everything you can probably think about. Um, Business.gov.nz is a really, really, really high-level uh, website to check out. So all this new, um, New Zealand small businesses out there, if you don't know about that, I'd suggest jumping on that, have a bit of a Google um, and see what support's already out there now, um, whether it's a, um, free courses through Digital Boost NZ or, or whoever that might be. There's, 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 there's a ton of cool stuff out there. Yeah, it just made me think also NZT, Trade and Enterprise. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a bit with them. Um, basically, if you're looking to export your product as well, so there's definitely different courses, export essentials and things like that that you can actually get a growth manager uh, within NZT to sort of help you navigate the, the next city that overseas that you want to go to kind of thing. And also you touched on Digital Boost there for that digital mm -hmm. marketing support, uh, full website with... Uh, video clips galore and things like that on how to boost your digital marketing because as we know in New Zealand you know we're very behind the eight ball on that compared to other cities around uh, and our knowledge level of digital even your Google listing you know it's very very low and you know so that MB's part of that too doing a big push to try and get our digital knowledge up in New Zealand yeah so, so, the, so um, I might have a, a little bit of a chat change course a little bit and talk about a pandemic um as you know we've i suppose let's call it a bit for an inverted u and we've reached the peak of it hopefully we're on the downside of the of of the pandemic at the moment and and there's and then maybe there's there's maybe a recession coming but um there could be a light at the end of the tunnel anyway do you think there's anything that's good that's come out of a pandemic for a business that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah but from health um mm. yeah i think there's lots you know what i mean you know i'm going to say the token one the whole resilience thing but just really looking more into that like i think it just shows people that you know how resilient we can be if we dig deep and think more about wow if you know half of my income gets shut off from my business what other ways to and I, I dare normally say i'm never going to say this word but i'm going to say it's pivot and uh, <laughs> hit it a thousand times but you know i really showed that what people can do if they wanted to change course in their business pivot offer a different services that they've never thought of before going that's crazy i would have never done that to my business but with the pandemic it's gone actually well if i need to you know survive i've got to strive for something else so i think really it did show us how resilient we can be digging deep and just thinking differently and actually trying to get through those hard times but also i think you know with the remote remote working thing like we never we never had remote working like we had you know before and overseas and things like that but it just showed you that it, it, it changed 
Kiwis mindsets. And I think in leadership and, and managers and stuff going, we always used to go, oh, you know, I'm not too sure if they're slacking off or what are mm -hmm. they doing mm -hmm. and they're on a salary. But actually, it's actually, I think New Zealand proved that, you know, productivity was probably a little bit higher as well. Um, but from working from home, not the distractions that you have sometimes in the office, um, that it actually worked. You know what I mean? And I think it does work for, for a lot of teams. And as we're coming out of it now, it's the whole, are we coming, can we come back to work? You know what I mean? Can we do more collaboration and things like that? And I believe, yes, you know, collaboration in the, in the office environment is key as well. But mm -hmm. I also believe flexibility is key as well with people's circumstances, with families and drop-offs and stuff like that. And actually mm -hmm. just makes you feel a bit more valued as a as an employee and actually going, no, 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 they're, you know, give and take. Letting, they're letting me go to watch my kids cross country at one o'clock and pop off for an hour. And I don't feel guilty, mm -hmm. but oh, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to work into the evening for another hour. And it's just mm -hmm. that, you know, if we are doing the outputs, it, it can it can work. So I think like, yeah, really, that's really changed, changed the way. And I think a lot of things happen that way. Like I was um, talking to Tim Poynton from Uprise Digital called Reason Now, you know, and they were talking about their um, mental uh, mental health days, which aren't sick days. And they, mm -hmm. are, and they do unlimited now. It's not mm -hmm. a set amount. And they said, we're just going to trial this. And it was a winner. Nobody took the piss. Nobody mm -hmm. went over and beyond. Nobody felt, you know, and it was combating that kind of like, oh, do I call my boss and make up an excuse that I've got a sniffles or I've got a headache? Well, now it's like their policy is no reason. Boom. I don't need to know what, you know, you don't need to make up anything. I'm just taking mm -hmm. a date myself. And I think that really shows that, you know, and, and, you know, we can go on to mental health and things like that all day, but it just shows you that if you look after number one and you feel valued in your organisation and you don't have to sneak around and feel guilty, you can, mm. the, the, your outputs are going to be huge, you know, mm. ten, you're going to speak positively about your business and things like that. So, yeah, I think plenty came, plenty of positive came out of it. Well, if I look back at my, when I was working in bigger organisations, let's say in office space, the office scenario some quite often went like this people turn up to work five to nine have a mm. chat have a stand up should we go and get a coffee yeah let's go get a coffee go walk down to a cafe chat get a coffee walk back go into a meeting hour meeting maybe get a cup of tea <laughs> another <laughs> meeting do a little bit of work lunchtime you know and, and that's and that sort of is, is a little bit of a cycle that goes on when you're at home you don't do that you sort of you don't need to. I don't need to go get a coffee. Um, well, I have a lot of coffees. I've got my own coffee machine, but um, <laughs> I don't need to go. I don't need to leave home at all. Um, and, and it does change. You, you write your outputs. Um, I've just employed a, a staff member, which is my first one, which is quite cool. And yeah. then we're like, <laughs> not full time though, but it's still it's still awesome. To but and she's like, oh, we need to have a catch up tomorrow and talk about what what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks. And go, okay, cool. Where should we meet? Let's go. Oh, no, we don't need to meet anywhere. I'll just I'll just send you a link and we can just have a chat online and then oh okay, I've never done that before, but that's cool. We're like you can just work from home. You can like is like you can do work at midnight, one AM, two AM, ten PM, whatever. It doesn't bother me. Um we just need to do the mahi um and get it done whenever work around your schedule. Um if the surf's good, you go for a surf. If it's fishing should go for a fish. Um yeah, so that's that's one positive thing that I think is that you don't actually have to be physical to do your mahi you can do it 
you could probably I could employ someone in Gore who could do my work. Like I've got our digital marketing agency is based in Wellington, um, which is awesome. I'm coming down there and some stealing someone from your patch um, nice. to help me out with the SME festival. You know, like they don't have to be in Rotorua. Might move on um, to the next one. What do you think is the most common mistake you see a new business making? I think the whole thing was research, you know, researching, um, you know, what is your concept, doing some research. Is anybody else doing it out there? Has anybody got your name already? That's a big mm. one. Uh, business mm. stuff are really repetitive. Um, but also focusing on the customer. Who is going to be your customer when you start? Because that's actually who you're going to sell to. So working out a few personas, like who would be the ideal customer? What do they look like? How old they are and things like that. Um, so research is a massive one before you sort of just go, you know, balls deep, as I say, and we get all these domain names and then, oh, that sounds like that company. And oh, now you can't use that name. Oh, I don't know who my clients are. I don't know who my customers are. I don't know what they want. Um, so I think, I think that's a, a good starting point. Um, but also things like getting advice, you know, we actually hold our ideas to our chest, you know what I mean? Mm. And we actually need to go and get advice from multifacets of people, you know, as much as we, you know, go to your dad's accountant, you know, have a yarn and things like that. But it's all scary when you start off, you know, oh God, accountants mm. and finance and things like that. But you need to sort of do your, your mahi around that and asking people that all different connections, who you know, it might be marketing, how do I do this? Can I use this name? What finances? So it's just getting a multiple array of advice. It doesn't have to be straight down there getting a business mentor, or not, but that, but they are great. You know what I mean? Just get up and going. And I guess the other thing is, is also get going. You know, we actually have a perfection thing in New Zealand. You know, we've got to, it's got to be perfect. All my content has to be legit and it's got to be a logo on it. And, you know, oh my God. And then what actually does is that hinders us from getting started. So it is a fine balance of doing some research, but actually get going. And if, if it's just one small product, get going, get selling, create the Spotify you know, website and get it out there and tell the world. You know what I mean? I've got a saying, I think it comes up later. You can't sell a secret. We're very secretive people. <laughs> We're like, oh my God, I'm not going to tell you my new concept. You know, I remember, you know, when I had the training business and this guy sat, sat me down and he pulls out an NDA, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm going to tell you my business concept, James, but you need to sign this paperwork to make sure. You know what I mean? And mm. it was a business that had done before and it wasn't any secret. And I was just like, hey, just get going. And that took. Uber or something like that, was it? <laughs> no, couldn't say. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, don't say. No. Um, but, you know, that took two years from when I signed the NDA and had a bit of a laugh. Till it actually happened you know what i mean and then other people came to the market and were there so those kind of things just get going doesn't have to be perfect um and yeah and, and get lots of advice just mm. keep talking to people I think it's yeah key. it seems to be a very common sort of answer where it's, yeah. it's like get some analysis get some insights ensure that there's actually a market for the product that you're actually putting out there mm. first don't just don't just like put out something that that's maybe people don't actually want. So just have an understand, understanding of whether or not it's something that people are actually going to purchase of you or whether it's a product service or, or, or whatever the type of business that you're starting. Can you give our, our audience a bit of an overview or like a, a high level view of when you go and talk to 
um, some of the businesses around the Wellington area. What are they? What are the, some of the challenges that they're facing at the moment? And what are some of the, the, the issues that you're seeing are starting to become more and more and more consistent? Look, what I always say is um, selling. You know what I mean? Like, we're very good at what we do and we've got creative people and, you know, we've got a lot of developers and things like that and they may have created a product, but they just don't know how to sell it. And they've got the mindset of selling is sleazy and it's all, you know, pushy and things like that. So they don't do any of it. Mm. And they wonder why we don't have sales. So for me, sales, you know, is as simple as meeting people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. telling them about your product. You mm-hmm. know, that is a form of sales. And that's not hard, is it? And they go, oh, no, James, that's not true. So I say, I have this mentality, have more coffees. So the have more coffees thing is go out there, meet people off LinkedIn or whatever kind of thing. May not be anything remotely to do with your business. But it's just tell them what you do, which leads back to you can't sell a secret. You mm. know what I mean? I say to people, how many how many meetings are you having a week? Oh yeah, not too many meetings. I've got a bit of excuse, and you know, mate, you've got to be having meetings so people know what you do. Mm. And you always think that everybody knows what you do. Like when I sold Hospo Train, you 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 think your brand is so strong. I'm like Hospo Train, the biggest training leader in the liquor license industry in New Zealand, and things like that. And I go, oh, and then I realized that nobody knew Hospital Train. They know James Benny, mm. you know, because you are a brand yourself as well. So when you meet people and tell them about your brand, oh, James does that. You should talk to him. Mm-hmm. But the hard is when you move on from doing that, um, everybody just knows you as that. So, yeah. So it's, it's selling, you know what I mean? And, you know, I'm working with a gym at the moment. And they're just like, oh, James, can you sort of um, give us some advice? Uh, we're creating an advisory board together, so I'm guiding them through that mm-hmm. uh, outside of Wellington NZ. And they're just like, oh, can you give us some feedback on, on our social, you know? And I'm like, man, yeah, awesome. You guys are cranking stories, Insta, this, everything like that. But there's not one part I said that you're trying to sell to me, which I see as a little bit of a negative. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much the gym is to join. You haven't hooked me. You haven't talked about benefits. You know, a lot of benefits, nutrition and stuff like that. But sometimes in business, we actually need to sell to that person. Mm. It's like, hey, great, come down today. We This is how much we cost. This is why we are different. And actually just do the selling part more. And don't get too caught up in, in it. You know, just tell people what you do, you know, and sometimes the sales will come of the, mm. the products. So, I suppose know, that, yeah, it sounds like that gym or, or that business is stuck in the top of, top of the funnel where they're just building awareness, 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 where they need to go down to the next two levels or three levels or however many levels you chop up your funnel to That's try and right. get that, that that sale because you're spending a lot of time just building awareness but there's a there's a guy i follow a lot um called gary vaynerchuk gary v and he talks a lot about you know um left left oh, jab 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 right hook so yeah yeah so it's more like you know tell um just build brand build brand build brand then do an ask rather than um um because you go to some websites or some other organizations where it's sell 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 so it's like um yeah there's a there is a fine balance between building brand um providing what value you've got and then like the consideration sort of sort of phase well and then and then the then the commitment sort of level as well so um yeah yeah i use the i use the gary v well i go i go give 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 then ask for the take Mm. so give content give free information give advice and then you've got to ask for something back which is generally 
a sale or hey what can i get back from you mm. you know what i mean and also with sales you know is what's the problem you know like how can i help you with your problem is it you're getting burnt and you're not using a great sunscreen well i have a sunscreen that's all natural mm. and it's non-plastic and things like that mm. things like that we've got to actually say what is your problem how do i make your life easier and and then that's you know that's part of the sales process too so the you know the guys shout out to the guys at foundation gym on the terrace mm -hmm. in wellington who i'm working with you know they are it's a court it's a corporate uh, gym mm -hmm. very personalized small groups uh, and they are you know they are the best of what they do and they're pumping out and now they now they've, they've worked out that they need some more advice so we're creating an advisory board and i think mm -hmm. that's just really it's not saying because they're big and a lot of people don't understand it when we talk about advisory board it's just getting more feedback and blunt feedback mm. so so far i'm going to be the only one who's not a gym member mm. so the, a lot of memberships going uh, members saying hey let's get around the table let's go out for dinner or whatever and that's and, and let's get some feedback so i think that's really cool when people are you know wanting to learn and get that feedback because a lot of us don't like feedback whether it's negative or not so <laughs> yeah so I might I might dig in a little bit on the advisory board um, option. So just for someone out there who might be listening and going, "Oh, that sounds like a good idea." Um, the people on that board is it is it um, are they do donating or volunteering their time, or are they paying them, or or is there some sort of um, incentive for them to be on the advisory board? So there's two types of board: advisory board, and then like what I call formal boards. Mm -hmm. and things like that and it depends what the organization is so i've been on a formal board for uh, the wellington culinary events trust which is beavana and wellington on a plate and highball and things like that and that was you know a formal board uh, big dogs around the table um, but because they were non-for-profit and things like that it, we were just giving up our time and because mm -hmm. i come from the industry it was a passion piece there that i could liaise with the industry and stuff like that so there's those advisory boards as well they, they generally start off as you know unpaid but there's the passion there's a passion there for them so a lot of this advisory board is they've got a lot of their gym members on it not not oodles but um and they just actually because they live and breathe the gym as well and they love them already but we just need to get some more feedback so with advisory boards it's also tying into what does that person do as a business and a career and what is what can they offer you in that business and their knowledge so mm. Someone might be a lawyer, might be an accountant, mm. might be into marketing. So sometimes it is quite good to select. So you get a broad range of skills. So you're actually getting the best advice possible sort of to take you forward. Some people just have advisors to start with, like myself or one or two or bounce ideas. And then some people, as, as they go, they might want to get a little bit more formal and build a, a small group uh, and just start from there and then seeing what the feedback that you get back. But, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know a bad thing about having a board you know like it's all generally positive but you've just got to find out what you want to get out of the board mm. so so having some guiding questions and you don't have to be talking about agendas and things like that to start mm. with you know mm. but there's some key questions we're going hey i want to know these three things this is what i need help with and and also you know working on the vision and your goals and things like that so that you can tell the board what you, what you want this is my vision and this is how and so how, how can i get there and can you help me so mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of that because in the gym industry they're just you know they're just coming to 
personal, they might not know what the overarching goal is for the gym or your business. So it's mm. good to share those details. But you sort of know when you're ready to have a board. Um, and generally, sometimes I will say sooner than later. Mm. If you start trucking, it's actually form a little committee and have a bit of a hooey and, and get going. Because always constantly learning and, and developing. Some really good advice. And talking about advice, segue. Um, what? <laughs> so you've run businesses, you've developed businesses. So you're um, you're a founder, an entrepreneur. Families based in and around entrepreneur and hospitality. Um, hospitality, I feel, is a, is a really awesome way to um, help with sales too. So I, I worked in the hospitality space for. I owned a bar as well for five years, and then before that, I was working in hospital for probably like fifteen years. I can it's because you just meet so many different characters. Um, and you've got to um, be able to work with them. <laughs> what has been the best piece of business advice that you've ever been given? Um, I said the first one, you can't sell a secret. Okay, yeah. so that is, that is huge. And if you just keep saying that over and over, you people laugh it off when I say that. If you actually keep saying you can't sell a secret, I need to tell people about it. Mm. You know, you just got to tell, you know, just got to tell the world uh, about what you do. And otherwise, nobody's going to know about it. But my other thing is, is relationships are key. You know, you are your brand. You need to build your network. Um, and, you know, in this day and age, it's a bit easier to build your network with places like LinkedIn and social mm. and things like that. But relationships are key and they're buying from you. Okay. You as a person, if you're a good bastard and they resonate with you, it's, it's a lot easier to do business. So, yeah, I think relationships are key. Meeting more people, telling your story. Uh, I really think those are, you know, the great starting blocks for getting something off the ground and just be open to advice and open to anything. And don't think like that. Think mm. like that. You know what I mean? Mm. That old, that old chestnut, you know, we don't know everything. We're going to grow. It might go in a different course. You might mm. have this idea that you really thought that it's going to be this. And actually it ends up to be plan D and we're, and we're running that way. And, and you know, you've just finally worked out your little niche or, or where you sit and where you lie. And also, like, you know, think about what lights you inside. And if someone's giving you advice and saying, oh, well, actually, I don't, that, that doesn't resonate with me, I don't get excited about that because the same old thing. We need to be excited every day from within to actually get up out of bed and actually boost our own business. And if that's not happening, um, you know, it, I don't think it will ever happen. So just sort of listen to yourself as well, uh, as well as others. So, mm. Last couple of questions, Ben. So what do you do to relax? What's your escapism? What do you do to, 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 to wind down? So we have uh, a little batch in the Wairapa and Lake Ferry and the Holiday Park. Nice. Uh, yep. Our family and my three boys are really big surf casting, fishing. So we've got a, quad bike over there we go surf casting and we're in the middle of nowhere no no reception we just chill out just burn down the other end of the beach and just cast the line and pull on fish you know so i'm all about getting away from the weekend getting out in nature and on the coast um you know doing bonfires and things like that and just getting away from the city and out of your normal everyday surroundings you know so like one of my leaders at works they always say oh james you come back so refreshed it's because mm -hmm. I get away. We boost up there on the Friday after work, two nights, come back. But we're actually 
out and about you know what i mean and, and everybody else will probably say you know exercise and things like that which it is true but i just think fresh air nature doing a bit of a passion what you love um that helps me unwind really um yeah i, I do a lot of surf casting a lot yeah um, um, what sort of fishy catching down off Lake Ferry? I've done a bit of surfing around Lake Ferry, but I haven't done any fishing in Nawi around that area as well. But um, what sort of fishy catching uh, down Lake Ferry? It's really funny because it's quite a rugged coast. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not a swimming beach. It's a big drop off and everybody mm. thinks, oh, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. You don't get anything there, James. But we're catching, you know, on a calm day, gurnet like you've never mm. seen, <laughs> moki uh, in season, snapper mm. in the summer, Kawai always running kind of because we've got a river mouth there mm. so those are kind of the staple ones and then around rocky areas you're looking at blue cod and stuff like that but um but yeah surf casting there's a lot to be caught and obviously white baiting and stuff like that so you can mm. always do a bit of trading as well in the campground uh, yeah oh yeah for sure do, um floundering do, you, do you, oh, i'm going to talk about fishing a little bit here sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> do you um do you, do you reckon that fishing in night time surf casting at night's better than day um so yes and no you know what i mean oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. um night can be really good um yeah. for certain species but the key times to surf cast are you know when we like to eat when we like to eat our breakfast first thing in the morning when we like to eat our dinner in the evening so what we call the change of light are mm -hmm. definitely the hot spots i i never go really fishing it midday in the blistering sun i can't handle it anyway but uh because <laughs> uh, of my complexion and uh <laughs> but they're just not they're just not you know they're not really munching down like i used to so yeah there's a top tip for you top tip yep i like um i go fishing at night time um usually midnight's sort of the time when the snappers start the, well the big snappers start chewing anyway uh, up this way um uh, i'm about 40 minutes i reckon from from my fishing spot right here um, it's quite good. Um, Rogers Road. Yeah. Represent. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> it's a it's a matatau all around this area, man. It's it's some pretty pretty good pretty good surf casting. So for those of you who don't know what surf casting is, it's basically you have a 12, 12 to fifteen foot rod. You flick it out from the sand as far as you can go. I can go at three hundred meters. Just say no. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, send it out as far as you can possibly get it in there, and 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 then build a fire, and hopefully you get a bite um it's it's a patient game too it's <laughs> fishing so it's, it's good to reflect um last question man what, who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast oh big question big question i'm gonna do what jaunty did i've got a few people <laughs> that's good um, let's go so first one is a talented man called joel Bouzade. oh yeah he's, yeah he's a leadership coach and keynote speaker mm -hmm. uh, he's just one of these guys based in wellington on uh, island bay just one of these guys that you know just you have coffee with him he just you leave just so enthused and so <laughs> motivated to go on and get into your business so um so yeah joel Bouzade. um i've got another guy called davy gray mm -hmm. a friend of mine so davy gray is all a, he's a performance and mindset coach mm. uh, so he's a 0.5 uh, performance and mindset for the hurricanes down here in wellington but he also has got his own business called flow state so he's actually working with teams um and corporates talking about the mindset and getting that right and how that can influence the business decisions so yeah i've got those two and oh one more um don't know if he's been brought up before it's a guy called jeremy dean who's um the creator of the emotional culture deck so it's a mm -hmm. card game 
that gets people talking about their strengths and weaknesses and and their emotions instead of just trying to bring it out naturally like oh thinking about it you've got all these keywords on a card and it's going booming you know all businesses around the world are using it and he's got mm. facilitators who are trained up in uh, what is called elephant riders mm. uh, the accredited providers do that so yeah i think joel buzade davy gray and jeremy dean awesome james it's been a cool chat um i've learned a bit about you we're, we're kindred spirits with the with the yeah. fishing I look like a salty sea dog at the moment, actually, with my bee. <laughs> going off to do some fishing soon. Um, but hey, man, I, I do appreciate your time. I know you're a busy dude. Yeah, no problem. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, keep up the good work. and look forward to the festival. Yeah, yeah. So we're in Wellington, April 5th and 6th, 2023. It'll be the third time. Lucky, hopefully. Um, we've had to move it two times because of the pandemic, but we're coming in hot um, in April, and it's going to be a rag one at the TSP Bank Arena. Cool. We'll see you there. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. We really do hope it added some value. I know James is super cool. And if you don't know about the Regional Business Partner Network, I suggest you Google that because there's some funding that you can easily tap into. Hey, we've got our physical Smeany Festival up in Auckland on the 8th and 9th of November. Tickets are going live very, very soon. Jump onto our website, nzsmefestival.com, with all the details there, who's talking, the 26 workshops, what they're all about, and everything like that. But from me to you, thank you for tuning in. Be really, really pumped if you could rate this, share this, tell a friend about the podcast, because the more people who listen, the more people we help. Thank you very much. Have a great day. See you later.